All right, Soul Family, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. This episode is about our children, whether you have them, whether you don't. Regardless, this is about supporting the children here on Earth right now, regardless of their age. Our kids are essentially a huge gift. I know we all go through different struggles. We have different dynamics different things happening, different experiences in our life. But the one thing that has a common theme is that we all need to learn to work through our emotions. It doesn't matter who you are. This is paramount, especially for our children. If we can get them to really fully harness who they are now, start to get to know who that person is now, and allow them to feel free within who they are, without shutting them down, especially with their intuition, especially with their gifts, regardless of what they may be. If it goes against your belief system, do some research. Don't just shut your child down. They are so, so gifted. The ones here now, many of them have huge purposes and huge reasons for being here. They're little light beacons, and sometimes it may not seem like it because they're also very empathic, and sometimes they may explode or have meltdowns because they don't know what to do with the energy happening around them, and for them, it's so loud, when for us, it isn't. Not to the same extent. What we may be sensitive to, think about these children now in the age range of, you know, birth up to 18 even older as well, but just going into the kids specifically right now here on earth. A lot of them, whatever we would be sensitive to, would be magnified by for them by a thousand. So what we're used to and sensitive to, it is a lot more sensitive for them. They really do pick up on their environment. They pick up on other people's emotions and feelings. So this doesn't mean that you have to have things perfect. This doesn't mean you have to be the most calm, neutral person on existence in this planet. You can be having a moment, but you have to also be more aware and discerning of yourself. So you can actually come back and say, hey, that wasn't okay for me to do. Now let's talk about it, right? As parents, if we can admit our faults, our children will see us as these non-perfect people, which is perfect. They will still love us and idolize us and still learn from us because we're actually actively working through any of our quote-unquote mistakes. We take responsibility where we need to. Don't take responsibility for everything. But also don't go into the opposite where you don't take responsibility at all. We do need to start working through these pieces so that we can help our children do the same. They really do mimic in so many ways. And many of these kids, they may have their own sets of challenges, but they are still brilliant in their own essence and their own magic. We have to remember to see that. I work with so many brilliant children and their parents know, yeah, okay, they're smart, you know, but they never would have thought that that child was intuitive. 
And let me tell you, all kids are intuitive. It may not seem that way, but they all have the capability. So let's do this where we don't shut their gifts out. We don't shut down their intuition. We become supportive with them and more open and allow them to find their path. So what I really want to go through today with you all is an emotional release technique for kids. No, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not claiming to be or a doctor. So of course, always make sure that you're referring to your doctor, psychologist, counselor. This is not meant to cure, diagnose. But I have found this has been so helpful with my daughter. And if this is helpful for me with her, I know it's going to impact so many other families. For me, I know the age range, which this has worked really well as ages two to six. But of course, you can change your language. You can make it more suitable to their age. And I'm just going to walk you through this. So what you would do is have your child with you. Hopefully they're in more of a slightly calm, more neutral space. If they're having a full-blown meltdown temper tantrum, this may not be the best time, but you can try. Sometimes when they're having a meltdown, they need a couple minutes. And no matter what you say, you cannot reason, you cannot talk to them. You just need to let them work it through for that moment, but also making sure that they're safe. But if you can get them to follow you along in that moment, that would be amazing. So what I do, I just get, you know, your child, obviously, close to you. And I would say, place your hand over your heart and your hand over your belly button. And take some nice breaths in like you're smelling a flower. And then breathe out like you're blowing out a candle. I would get them to do that a couple of times. And if they don't know their emotions yet, there are charts you can print out for kids. So it shows them if they're sad, happy, whichever. And if you need that in this moment to take in to this little exercise, please do so that they can point to which one or verbalize which one, depending on the needs of your child and where they're at in their development, because there is no right or wrong or better. But I find these charts are so good. So have the chart with you. And then once you've taken four or five nice deep little belly breaths, smelling your flower, blowing out the candle, then I just ask, what emotions are you feeling in your body right now? Or what feelings do you have right now? And sometimes my daughter will say, happy. And if she says happy or excited or something along those lines, I say, okay, now what color is your happiness or your excitedness or your silliness? I ask her what color it is. And sometimes she'll say yellow or pink. And then I ask her, is it really big in your body or is it really small? And sometimes she'll say, oh, it's small. And then I'll ask her, well, where is it? Can you point to it? And she will. 
or your child might. And if they don't want to participate or point, that's okay too. If they don't know where it is, that's fine too. This is a practice, okay? No right or wrong here. No pressure for your child. Whatever they get out of this, yay. And just keep building on that. You might just get them into a habit of breathing, which is a huge, huge win. So once you've done the breathing, you've identified the emotion and the color, and maybe you know where it is, ask them, can you make it bigger? If it's a good emotion, can you cover your whole body in that emotion? Now, let's say they go into, I'm feeling really sad. This is something that came up recently. So then ask, where are you feeling the sadness? And what color is the sadness? The colors, you know, they don't really mean anything specifically. If you know something about color therapy and the metaphysical properties, feel free to use those if you wish. But I just like to go with it intuitively and allow the child to guide in a lot of ways. So sometimes they'll feel sad and you'll ask where. And wherever it is in the body, if they can find it, or even if they can't, ask them. Well, once you know the color of it, can you fill it with another color that you like? See, it's like a, a bluey color. Then I ask her, well, can you fill it with some pink or some purple? And when you do that, that emotion might move somewhere in the body. You might have to keep chasing it and filling it with colors. That's cool. Depending on where it goes, you can get really creative. You can ask them to use that color to take out that emotion. Or I ask, hey, do you want to throw that emotion out the window? Do you want to make it into a balloon and allow it to float off? Maybe you want to visualize it as bubbles or see it as bubbles and then you can just blow them away. But I'll give you an example of what happened last time. There was some sadness. And she filled it with purple. And then it shot up to her nose. So did you know what I said? Can you blow out the sadness? Can you just take in a nice deep breath and then blow out the sadness? We did that two to three times. And the sadness was out of her nose. <laughs> So the thing is, this can be fun. Even when you are dealing with some heavy emotions, it can be fun. So it's kind of like my own little version of an emotional release technique for kids, helping them to identify their emotions, knowing that their emotions are okay, but you can get them to start moving that, right? Depending on their situation. So it's fun to get those emotions to move and help assist them you know, take it out of their own body, so to speak. And this isn't a way to avoid the emotions, it's to allow them to incorporate some sense of play with this. And also know that, you know, they do have control over their bodies and how they're feeling and they can move it. They can influence how they're feeling as well. Because sometimes at these ages, 
they think that their emotions are something they can't control. They're not, it's not a part of them. You know what I mean? They can get into that mindset of just sitting in that emotion, which is great. But then sometimes if it's happening more and more and more, this is a great way to help them move that energy. Emotions are energy in motion. If it's stuck somewhere in their body, like in this case it would be, then this can give them a way to move that out. Because usually, and this is why I wanted to talk about this technique, because usually if they're processing their emotions instantly, there wouldn't be a location in the body where it's condensed. This is just showing a condensed, built-up emotion. And it happens to everyone. And even if it's kids, don't take it personally thinking, oh, I'm screwing up my child, I'm doing things wrong. But also just remember, the more we can come from a neutral place and try not to take their reactions personally, the calmer it can help them, especially if they're empathic. So if you do find this helpful, if this works for your kids, helping them to move these emotions out of the body, move it around and use some fun techniques to fill it with their favorite colors, even if blue is their favorite color, but if it's associated with, you know, sadness or loneliness or something like that, always turn to a different color that they're drawn to, to fill it, to move it. Not the same color that the emotion is. Sometimes it might have different colors within it as well, but it's just a quick, easy way to involve them in this process so that they feel more empowered. Imagine having this kind of a technique and if they've been doing it often enough and say they're in school and say they're having, you know, some issues there, they can go back to that breathing. They can say, okay, how am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? What's the color? What can I do? That would be absolutely amazing. But the most amazing thing is if we can just get our kids to breathe more as well. Breathe deep into the belly. I know it may seem like children are able to do all these things so naturally and sometimes yes. But there are different things that stress kids out that we don't think about. Sometimes they have nightmares about their parents throwing the rocks out the window, <laughs> you know, and that stresses them out, you know, more than it would ever stress me or you because they do think a little bit differently. So they do process things differently. And this is another way just to help them process things. So I hope those with kiddos, this is really helpful for you. Or if you're a caregiver and you want to try this out, I really want to hear from you guys if this has been helpful and if it's helping the children as well. So you can always send me an email at trinitysage333 at gmail.com if you want to share the updates on this and how this has been working and what the response is. But again, no right or wrong with this. They don't have to go through the whole process. Just keep building on it. Allow them to guide it. Don't force them. If they don't want to do it, just stop where you're at. There's nothing wrong with that. And then just try again another time. Sometimes I like to do this before bed. I think it helps. Same as some stretches and some light reading. So there's different ways you can incorporate a bedtime routine that works for you. But this is something you can do any time of the day. Whatever works for you. 
Have a great rest of your evening. And I look forward to the next episode. And I look forward to your response and your feedback.